plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host and all-around Arizona sports expert, Gavin Shaw. Since moving to the Valley three years ago for college, I've covered the Phoenix Suns in addition to just about every Arizona State team imaginable. But I dropped it all to bring you the best and brightest on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, welcome in the late night, Wednesday night edition of Locked On Cardinals. Uh, if, you, if you missed it on Monday, we, we started, uh, since we're just getting back to doing the podcast on a on a weekly basis, uh, we, we went into free agency and we broke down all the guys that the Cardinals lost this offseason. So now, now I wanted to flip the script a little bit and, and talk about the guys who are staying with the Cardinals. But just in case you missed that one, uh, it is on Audio Boom. I tweeted it out. You can follow at Gavin Shaw for that and uh, all of our other episodes. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the guys that the Cardinals kept this offseason and the uh, implications of keeping them. All right, so I'm getting this list from uh, ArizonaSports.com. They put it all together with all the contracts. So that, that was pretty cool. Shout out to them. Uh, the big name to know, of course, uh, Chandler Jones acquired uh, from the Patriots last offseason, 11 sacks last year for the Arizona Cardinals, and it earned him at age 27 a massive extension. Uh, the contract, five years, $82.5 million, $53 million of those guaranteed. All right, so there is there is a negative way to look at it, and it's I think it's pretty clearly a positive. So I'll I'll, I'll start with the uh, with kind of playing devil's advocate and giving you the argument against the Cardinals uh, had placed him under the franchise tag, so they had they had control over him at least going into next season. Um, the the only other argument I, I could think of uh, for for not signing him is is you could argue his uh, his uh, sack numbers, and I, I guess. I guess at the core of it is production were occasionally inflated against the uh, poor competition. Shout out to uh, Danny Kelly of the ringer for pointing this out. Uh, five of his 11 sacks on the year came against the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. And anyone who uh, frequently watches Cardinals football and knows anything about the NFC West knows those, te- those teams are really lacking at the uh, left tackle position and across the entirety of their offensive line. So uh, without that, uh, you you just have you're left with six sacks over 12 games, which isn't isn't bad, but uh, maybe not the type of production that's worth that contract. But you know what? Every, every strong player in the league does that to some degree. Uh, on the whole, it's it's tough to say this wasn't the right move for the Cardinals. Their their defense relies on having a dynamic pass rush. Obviously, Bruce Arians tries to do a lot of stuff schematically to generate that, but. Ultimately, you need the talent there for for that system to function and to build a dominant defense as they had for uh, significant portions of last year, not game to game, but overall. And I, I think I think whenever they were clicking, that went back to Chandler Jones. And as uh, evidence of that, I'm going to reference something uh, ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out. Uh, league average pressure in the NFL is, is a team uh, getting pressure on the quarterback 27% of snaps. 
uh, with Chandler Jones in the game, Arizona exceeded that. They got pressure on 30% of snaps. When he was out of the game, they got pressure on just 23% of snaps. And, and you can bend that different ways. You can say when Jones was out, uh, other starters, uh, particularly uh, Marcus Golden, Clayus Campbell, might have also been out of the game. Uh, I choose to see that as Chandler Jones elevating the play of his teammates and uh, making a pretty strong uh, impact uh, in a vacuum. So the, the guy clearly an elite pass rusher, uh, might have just said it, but only Von Miller, Khalil Mack, more sacks over the last two years. You got to give that guy all the money in the world. He, he got less than Olivier Vernon. He's getting less than Miller is, uh, less than uh, Justin Houston over in Kansas City is on a year-to-year basis. It wasn't a bargain deal by any means, but he got paid what he deserves to get paid. And the Cardinals for the next five seasons, uh, barring a significant injury to Jones, have uh, the centerpiece of their defense, and that is really all you can ask for. Okay, uh, next guy up on this list, uh, center A.Q. Shipley, a two-year, 3.5 million dollar deal. Um, I, I think this was a pretty solid one. Started every single game last year for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, was a guy uh, they signed as a free agent last year. Didn't get a lot of hype. Uh, was competing with uh, Evan Bame that starting center spot, and uh, Baum was just a fourth round pick out of Louisville, so that that tells you what they thought about him at that point. But over the course of the season, it was pretty obvious to me, and I think I think anyone covering the team that, uh, or even even just fans of the team, that Bruce Arians really really liked what uh, Shipley was doing for them. Carson Palmer clearly pretty comfortable with him, and he was a guy who was kind of knocked for his uh, lack of measurements throughout his career, not all that tall, not particularly long arms. But at that center position, you can kind of make up for that because um, like anywhere else on the interior of the offensive line, it's, it's more about leverage than anything else. And in, in that sense, uh, the lack of height at least probably played into his favor a little bit. Uh, for long stretches last year, he was an above-average center, according to Pro Football Focus. And you take into account the comfort level with Carson Palmer, and, and that uh, center-to-quarterback chemistry, obviously it's something that can be built to some degree over an offseason, but uh, simultaneously it's not something you want to take for granted. So I, I think that was, uh, that, that was pretty special, that uh, the level of chemistry that Shipley and Palmer built, and I think it's worth bringing that back. All right, another big name that the Arizona Cardinals uh, signed this season this is the first guy that they got from a different team, Antoine Bethay from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So it's it's always nice when you take it from someone in the division because hey, uh, their loss is uh, your gain, and it uh, doubled down because you don't have to play against them anymore. Uh, contract for three years and uh, just under $13 million for Bethay. So that's a decent amount of money to commit to a guy that's going to be 33 years old next year. But there are some benefits here. For one, he, he, was, he was a desperate need. We, we spent uh, all of, a significant portion of Monday's podcast talking about just how significant or uh, crucial of a loss Tony Jefferson was and how many roles he can fill. Bethay, obviously older, not quite as good. And, uh, and, and what, what's, what's really insane to me is uh, I'm, I'm again. I'm just going to try to spin this in a positive way, and, and I promise there are some pros, and we we will get to them. But but I, I just kind of realize this in my mind, and it's it's really frustrating to me. The Cardinals' initial offer to Tony Jefferson was four years, twelve million, while Bethay got three for thirteen. And Jefferson is clearly a better player, and not in the way like oh, he's like low key, really really good. He he's clearly the better player in the sense that. Everyone in the NFL recognizes that he's better than Bethea is right now. 
Antes seven, eight years younger than Bethane in the prime of his career rather than on the back end. So that that just uh, not I, I don't know if the Cardinals had had the room to keep Jefferson anyways. He ended up signing for over for about thirty four million with the Baltimore Ravens. So I, I don't think they have that kind of money after what they committed to Chandler Jones. But just the sheer fact that Bethay got significantly more than what they were initially offering Jefferson, and that theoretically, if they had given Jefferson a respectable offer, maybe they went out just on the hometown discount. That's that's insane to me. Anyways, the pros for Bethay. He has been very, very good for a long time. I think something like six-plus seasons with over 100 tackles. Uh, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of Cardinals fans remember him from his Colt days, where he was a real uh, playmaker, not necessarily getting as many picks anymore, but still a guy who's very smart, very sharp, even when he was younger in his career, never made a lot of mistakes, never really had a lot of penalties, which for anyone who watched his Cardinals defense last year, they know that was a big-time problem. And it's nice to have someone in there who will be calm himself and uh, hopefully keep everyone else calm. And on top of that, play with a lot of discipline. Uh, he is going to be uh, playing, since he's replacing Jefferson, he'll be playing a lot of strong safety, though he can switch between those two spots. And he'll be uh, playing in the box quite a bit, and that'll th- free up guys like Tyron Matthew to uh, make plays on the back end. Uh, Bethea, three-time Pro Bowler, and uh, yeah, you know what? I, I I don't I don't hate it. I I just don't love the fact that it's a three-year deal versus a one or a two-year deal. That's probably what it took to get him. But again, he's going to be 33 next year, and on the back end, that contract uh, does not look great. All right, uh, next guy up, uh, Josh Morrow. Uh, retained two-year two million dollar contract uh clearly the cardinals liked him to keep him he's a guy who's never really moved the needle for me one year or another uh one way or another excuse me he's solid enough uh had a lot of different health issues this past year and uh i I guess just given the fact that he lost calais campbell they felt the need to maintain him for uh depth purposes and as steve kime obviously knows better than we do but uh morrow never a guy who stood out to me and then the Cardinals signed uh, an ancient, ancient kicker, uh, Phil Dawson, from the San Francisco 49ers. I, I legitimately had to look up whether or not he entered the league in the uh, 1980s. Turns out it was just in the late 90s. But he is 42 years old. They gave him a two-year, $6 million contract. Uh, does not have the biggest leg in the world. Uh, not, not a guy who will make uh, those deep kicks for you, but is quite a bit more reliable than uh, Chandler Catanzaro was, who, who lost the Cardinals a couple games last year. Uh, Dawson, conversely, he's very reliable from uh, 40 yards and in. Uh, last season, he made 18 of his 21 field goals. That was one of the, at 86%, that was one of the higher marks in the league. He had a long of uh, 53. He's a perfect 4 for 4 from 20 to 29 yards. He was actually perfect uh, from 20 to 39 yards, 10 of 10 overall, and uh, pretty strong from 47 to 9, only tried two from 50-plus, and uh, went one for two from there. He's a guy who, in, in the past in his career, had that 50-yard outrange. I remember he had that spectacular season for Cleveland uh, not too long ago, back in 2012, where I thought he might have been the best kicker in football. He made uh, 19 of 31 field goals that year and went 7 of 7 from 50-plus. Uh, that was... That was pretty ridiculous in retrospect. So he's, he's a guy, very, very good kicker. Uh, those guys tend to last a while, so he should be solid, at least on the front end of this contract. And uh, who knows, age 44 season, maybe he retires, maybe he sticks around. Uh, depends on how good he is at that point and whether or not the uh, Cardinals decide to keep him or release him going into that second year. Uh, 
old name, but a good name, Carlos Dansby, back for his third tenure with the Arizona Cardinals. I am admittedly not a lifelong Cardinals fan, but I can only imagine how special this is for people who are lifelong Cardinals fans to get him back. Uh, I remember reading that Players' Tribune piece for uh, that Calais Campbell wrote when he was leaving, and he talked about how Dansby was a mentor for him when he was a young guy. And, and Campbell's been around nearly a decade, so that just tells you uh, Dansby's experience in the league. It also tells you that he is going to be 35 when next season starts, and I, I don't know how big of a contributor he can be at this point. He was uh, pretty productive last year for the Cincinnati Bengals, started I think six or seven games for them, 114 tackles. But uh, he does not have the sideline-to-sideline speed he had earlier in his career, and he is the clear weak point of his career. What the, what the, that contract represents to me is is a tell that the Cardinals are planning on going linebacker in the first two or three rounds in the draft. I, I think the most likely guy is uh, Reuben Foster if he's available at the uh, Cardinals pick. Uh, the linebacker at Alabama, Alabama uh, just uh, a guy who's a legitimate top 10 down, so they'll be very fortunate to get him. But if they do, uh, that is the guy they will take, and they will use Dansby as something of a mentor to him. I think that scenario could work out perfectly. But if you don't get someone in the top two or three rounds, someone, and, and you get the um, equivalent of a Brandon Williams at that spot who can't play right away, then then you're in then you're in some uh, deep poop. Because I, I don't I think if Dansby's Dansby's starting on this defense. You have the same issues you had at linebacker last year, but uh, even worse, and that is an area teams will take advantage of no matter how good your uh, pass rush is. All right, moving uh, onwards and upwards, uh, Jermaine Gresham signed for a four-year, $28 million contract. Uh, he's a guy who was a pro bowler with Cincinnati a couple years ago, someone who I enjoyed a lot in college where I think he peaked. He had a pretty severe knee injury his senior year, was never that guy again in the NFL. He was, he was looking like... Uh, towards the end of his college career, that he could down the road be a Hall of Fame Antonio Gates-level tight end. He has never reached that. He has had some very good seasons, though, uh, most notably that 2012 year where he had 64 catches, 737 yards, five touchdowns for the Bengals. Uh, last season, only averaged 10.5 yards a catch, 37 catches, just under 400 yards on the season for him. Um, I don't necessarily love that four years, but they really like what he brings as a blocker, and he still brings a lot of size to the position and good hands, if not the speed he had in his past life. So I, I think I think four for 28, uh, $16.5 million guaranteed. That's a little steep for what he is at this point in his career and what he's going to be going forward, but uh, clearly that was a guy they wanted to keep in the fold. I, it, uh, my, I guess my core point is like I, I'd prefer, if you're going to allocate that money, Throw some of that money Tony Jefferson's way or throw some of that money Calais Campbell's way. Keep one of those two. Make sure the defense is really, really strong and and uh, draft a tight end in the fourth and fifth round because they are going to give you a lot of what Jermaine Gresham gives you. So that one, uh, not one of my favorites. Uh, Andre Ellington, a one-year deal with the Cardinals for just $900,000. So I think given given how good Ellington has been at points in his career, and I know... I know he's not quite as relevant now, and clearly there wasn't uh, that high of a demand for him if he if he signed for that little with the Cardinals. But um, I, I I don't totally mind it. He, he's really he flashed in past years. There he was on a lot of people's fantasy teams at one point in his career, and the Cardinals seem to be committed to using him more at receiver than at running back at this point, which is a pretty pretty interesting development. I I don't totally support it. I already think they have. 
too many guys like that on the roster that are just pure speed guys at the receiver spot, and they can use a little bit more balanced physicality. But I, I don't mind him as a backup uh, change of pace back if uh, Chris Johnson gets hurt again. So I, I think I think he's still really talented. I like the number they got him at. I think that's a pretty solid value for them. Uh, and one of the last two guys they signed uh, Jarvis Jones from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He Pittsburgh Steelers, excuse me. He was a first round pick back in either uh, 2012 or 2013 and did not live up to the hype for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, coming out of Georgia. He, he was a guy who many thought could uh, could go in the top five because he had uh, 28 sacks over his final two seasons there. He's been uh, pretty solid against the rush in the NFL, but the pass rushing productivity has not uh, totally been there. I don't think he's had more than two sacks in a season for over the course of his four-year career, but at age 27, just entering his prime. Uh, maybe he rediscovers some of that pass rushing burst. I, I kind of doubt at this point, but he's a solid run defender. And, and uh, the Cardinals seem to be doing going in a direction that a lot of NFL teams have going and have been for years, where uh, linebacker is one of the positions you invest the least in. And I'm okay with that to a degree, but I think you still have to have playable guys there, and I don't know if Jones and Dansby are. Uh, finally, Frosty Rucker, uh, one year, uh, just over a million with, with an opportunity to make a little bit more in bonuses, uh, provide some veteran leadership, longtime part of that Cardinals defensive line. Uh, that's a guy I, I, I like as a rotation player, and the fact that they got him for just one year makes it a really, really solid deal. Anyways, that is it for uh, this Wednesday edition of Locked on Cardinals. I encourage you to check out all the other podcasts in the Locked on family. Uh, and check out David Locke's main podcast, Locked on NBA. That is uh, something I get a lot of joy out of on a week-to-week basis. Until next time, I'm Gavin Shaw. Uh, keep it with Locked on Cardinals. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.